Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is the Horror Shots Podcast. Hello again, and welcome to another Horror Shots Podcast with me, Casey. Now, I did give you that brief update on Wednesday as to what was going to happen this week for this podcast, and I said I was going to review the new Halloween movie. And I'm going to deliver on that promise. I did go to see it last night at 9.40, so I think it was the second showing in my city here. And sadly, it wasn't very busy. Now, there were maybe 8, 12 people in the theater when I got there. Actually, when I got there, I was the only one there with my wife. And then more people showed up a little bit closer to the screen time. I got there about 20 minutes early because I thought maybe it was going to be sold out and I had to get a good seat. But uh, I had to pick up the litter as did anybody else who showed up because like I said, very, very small crowd. And I'm not sure if that's because many people didn't think it was coming out on Thursday or if it was because it was a Thursday. Who knows? Regardless, I did get to sit down and watch it, and I very much have to say, overall, that I liked it. It wasn't the best horror movie I've ever seen, and a lot of the hype leading up to it maybe led to some false hope towards it, and making me think it was a little bit better than it actually was, but I did find it to be fairly enjoyable. I'm going to touch on a few points and keep it as spoiler-free as possible, but first... As always, a little bit of housekeeping has to be done. i got to sweep some dirt under the rug so you guys can have a... Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that analogy. Regardless, as always, if you want to contact me, you can do so by hitting me up on Twitter or Instagram at HorrorShotsPod on Twitter or at HorrorShotsPhotography on Instagram. Of course, you can always check out my website to see some of my latest photography projects. And that's at horrorshots.com. Furthermore, I did end up submitting my little short film to the Happenstance Horror Fest. I somewhat know the creator, so I thought it was a good place to dump it, if nothing else. Uh, it's a little easier to send something to somebody you know as opposed to, you know, a total stranger. It, simply because I'm not 100% confident in it. It's my first short film and. I'm probably jumping the gun on sending it to any sort of festival, but regardless, it's out there, and I'll let you know when I know if it gets selected to be presented at the Film Fest, which isn't until, I don't, I think it's in June, June or July. Other than that, next weekend I will be signing some books at the Indigo in Stone Road Mall in the city of Guelph, where I'm from, or currently living in, rather, not quite from here, doesn't matter. I'll be at that Indigo for their Halloween event for the second year in a row. And if you are a local listener, feel free to swing by and say hi. Buy a book. Get a sign. Maybe it'll be worth nothing one day, which is exactly how much it'll be worth. I know that for a fact because I'm just a guy who wrote a couple books. But it might have sentimental value. Who knows? And the week after, I will be in Toronto at Horrorama selling some photography prints and talking to the crowds and... You know, hawking my schlock, as they say. Yeah, so if you do end up coming to that, say hi. You get a little bit of a discount. 
I don't know. We'll see. It'll be a worthwhile discount. Don't worry. But if you do listen to the podcast, make sure you mention that when you come to the Horror-Rama Horror Convention. That's on Bathurst Street in Toronto, as I mentioned. I think that's everything. Now, today, we are going to go over the Halloween movie. I don't have time to go over the history of the Halloween franchise or series. Uh, Work has been crazy lately. I've been doing random 8 to 12 hour days it kind of sucks but you know gotta make a living right so first off i have to say that the opening to the halloween film was well done it grabs you pretty much right off the bat and that's a good thing you want to know what you're getting into and the tone is set right from the get-go very similar to the very original halloween you get that point of view perspective of michael killing his sister now, I'm not saying that is the same intro or opening sequence, but it has a similar effect, I found. And then the opening credits was really cool with a reverse decaying pumpkin. I really like that. That was a nice little touch. As well as the font and all the credits did have that original Halloween feel with that old school film lettering and the sort of backlighting making it all orange glowing. It was, it was really nifty. I found that to be quite fun. It was a fun little opening. And then from there, you get the movie. It takes place in current times, and we have, right off the get-go, a couple of podcasters who cover true crime stuff, I guess similar to, like, uh, Making a Murderer-style documentarians, who look around trying to solve unsolved crimes and get a different perspective. Now, I do find that these characters are very unimportant, And they were just kind of thrown in there. And that is one of the weaknesses of the film. I want to keep an unbiased opinion on this film. So there are going to be good things and there are going to be bad things that I mention. And right off the bat, one of the bad things were some of the characters. I felt, other than Lori and her family, which isn't any spoilers, who are in this, all the other characters seem to be a little bit of a throwaway character. There's one police officer that we see twice, I think, and then never again. And he's like the sheriff of the town or he's some high-ranking police official and he's there for one crime scene for one hospital scene and that is it i don't remember seeing him ever again he doesn't die he doesn't go anywhere he just vanishes so that was that and same with these podcasters didn't think they were super relevant to the film uh without any spoilers just you have to watch that for yourself to see what i mean there is a new loomis And that is one of the mentions in the film. And I like that, uh, I think it's Danny McBride who probably had a lot of input on the sort of joke bits, which is fine. I I don't mind having some comedy in my horror. It brings a little realism too, because people do joke around, especially in times of, you know, anxiety or tragedy, because there's always somebody who's got to keep the mood light. If you don't have that person in real life or in film, then it becomes very dreary and it's kind of boring and more depressing than it is scary or thrilling. So there's a couple of lines in there, and when Lori meets this new Loomis, she even mentions, oh, so you're the new Loomis. And I chuckled. I was the only person in the theater who got that, apparently. But anyway, I didn't really like the new Loomis character. Not because they're trying to replace Loomis. That's not what they're trying to do. His first little introduction to the movie is him talking to the podcasters, and he's very difficult to understand. And I'm usually really good at understanding Eastern European accents, which is what this guy has. But his first few lines, I was like, what did he say? What was... And then he develops into this character 
who is obviously obsessed with Michael and his rampage or his evil. And that's another theme that kicks around is the evilness. But back to the doctor. He spends his whole life studying Michael Myers after Dr. Loomis passes away. And I just didn't like him. Didn't like the character. Not one bit. And that's unfortunate because Loomis was maybe one of the best parts of the original Halloween. And no, nobody can fill his shoes and they weren't trying to fill his shoes. But at the same time, I didn't like the character. I didn't like the story arc. I didn't like where he went or where he ended up in the movie either. Felt like he was a filler thrown in at one point specifically for one point just to turn the movie on its head and it didn't work for me. I Not that I saw it coming per se, but I just didn't like where it went. Now, I mentioned the evil aspect, and they do touch on how evil Michael Myers is and that he's pure evil and that he hasn't spoken in 40 years or longer since he was a child. So this 55, 60-year-old man hasn't spoken ever, which is fine. It's cool. I like that about Michael Myers. There's nothing wrong with Michael Myers in this movie. He does his job perfectly, except there's one scene in particular where they mention how evil he is throughout leading up to this point, and then he does something totally not evil. And it has to do with a baby. And I'm not going to spoil it, but you can kind of figure out maybe what I'm getting at here that if he was truly evil, he may have taken a different path when encountering a newborn. He's not the same killer as Jason who doesn't harm young children or babies or toddlers because he identifies with them. He was wronged as a child. So he sees an innocence there. Michael Myers is blind to everything. He kills his family. He kills people for fun. And he kills younger people, which you'll see in this new Halloween as well. So that was one scene that kind of bothered me. As for the overall atmosphere of the movie, I thought it was really, really well done. There's a lot of great shots, the cinematography is pretty good, and the overall tone and atmosphere was spooky, it was creepy. I, I dug it, I loved the whole feel of the movie, but it wasn't scary. And I know the original Halloween wasn't necessarily scary either, it was filled with tension and it was filled with suspense and it was filled with a whole bunch of great elements that made the movie fantastic and it made it more of a thriller than a horror whereas this one I felt wanted to emulate that but tried to appeal to a 2018 audience where they've seen everything there's nothing you can do that shocks people anymore because they've seen it all so we get this film where it's got this great tense build-up and then it kind of fizzles out there's no dramatic pauses, there's no elements of, of fear or jump scares, even though those are cheap, but they can kind of add to the climax of the suspenseful killing, or the suspenseful stalking, or the tension building, which it did fantastic, but as soon as it hit that high tension point, it never went anywhere. So that was a little hit or miss for me, but overall, most of the movie is very tense. It's got some great sequences. There's one scene where there's those automatic sensor lights where they sense movement and turn on and they use it perfectly to do this one shot or this one sequence with one of the the cast members and it was great again up until the climax where it was just there just happened wasn't scary and i've read some reviews about that sort of stuff in particular where they're like oh they're replacing the tension or the suspense with gore and i didn't find it overly gory it was definitely no saw in that aspect, and it was definitely no, uh, you know, like a Lars von Trier-style horror film, but it did have a little bit of gore, which is fine, and that's trying to appeal to the audience of today, the 2018s, which I totally understand. You have to appeal to your audience, and your target audience today would be probably millennials for a film like this. Somebody in my age group, between 
you know, the early 80s to the early 90s, and then maybe some fans of the original film who are in their, you know, 40s or 50s or 60s now, but that's going to be rare. So you got to kind of appeal to the audience that's going to go see it, and Scream did it with Scream 4. They kind of went almost full circle from Scream 1 through 3 and then kind of tacked on 4 at the end, but it kind of worked. It kind of played to the audience. They used the internet age as opposed to the, you know, film cinephile age. And I feel like that's what Halloween was trying to do here. And I think it worked. There's a great scene with a, a flashlight and a head. <laughs> that's all I'll say on that. You got to see that one for yourself. It was spooky. That was a little unnerving and uh, uncomfortable to watch that little part. But that's good. I, I like that. I don't mind a little bit of awkward tension or a little uncomfortableness when it comes to the film. Or any film. As long as it has its place. Now, I did mention there were some little homages to the original film, which is great. There's a couple of lines in there that I absolutely loved. Like I said, the, oh, you're the new Loomis part. And there's another part where the sheriff says, when talking about Michael Myers, that he committed the babysitter murders 40 years ago in 1978, which is cool because the original name for the Halloween movie wasn't Halloween. It was the babysitter murders. So that's cool. I like that. And not a lot of people knew that. At least I don't think a lot of people know that. So I got, that was a fanboy thing. That was something for the audience who knows a lot about the films. There were some other things in there as well. Uh, like one of the kills uses a very similar prop setup to the original movie with a, a sheet and ghosts and that sort of stuff. And then at the end, I don't want to talk about the end, but there's the ending. And it's, I think it's a throwback to one of the other Halloween movies. I think maybe five, five or six. And it's cool. And they definitely leave it open for a trilogy or a sequel at the very least. I don't know if they'll want to go a trilogy route, but a sequel could be an option, which would be cool. I wouldn't mind seeing another one. I think it was an okay movie. It was a good movie overall, and it had a lot of enjoyable moments, a lot of enjoyable scenes, some very throwaway characters for sure, uh, some twists that really didn't need to be thrown in there, but they tried something and you got to credit them for that, even though it doesn't necessarily work. It builds up some of the characters that you would expect them to, excluding, you know, Lori and her family. But it does does a lot of portrayal of them as well, which is very nice. So you can build a connection and understand what they're going through. But then there's always the throwaway characters. And I felt that the throwaway characters in this were just that. They were there to die. They built up a little bit of them, and then they died. And they tried to kind of emulate the Annie's of the first movie. But you kind of felt sorry when Annie died in the original. But when the Annie of this one, so to speak, dies, you don't care. I just didn't care. And I kind of cared about Annie in the first one. I don't know. It's just one of those things where they, they, they tried to build up a character and a relationship with this character. But it just didn't work. Sadly, it didn't work. It, to me, it didn't work. So I think that brings us to the end of this little review, to be completely honest. And I'm okay with that. I think it was enough information out there that you can make a decision to see it for yourself, and you definitely should. It's not every day you get a brand new classic, so to speak. Not that this one is necessarily a classic like the original Halloween, but it's definitely there, and it's definitely worth a watch. Some comments I've seen are saying, you know, it wasn't worth wiping out the entire uh, canon for it and retcon everything just for this movie. It wasn't worth it. I would say it probably was. Because anything after 2 was kind of hokey-pokey nonsense. And this one had a lot of elements that were nice. Bringing back Lori, she didn't die in a stupid way, like in Resurrection, I think it was. 
they kind of did away a little bit with the brother-sister angle, although that could still be a thing if they decide to go into the second one. I don't think the second movie in the series, like the direct sequel, Halloween 2, was a horrible film. I thought it was okay for a sequel. It wasn't as good as the first, and the only thing that movie brought was the whole brother-sister thing into it. Other than that, it was almost a complete copy of the first one with just random kills and so on and so forth. And furthermore, if you don't want to accept this one as canon, don't. Just go back and watch the original series. Watch 1, 2, 4, 5, and 6. Watch 3 as well. 3 is a fantastic standalone movie, but it's not a Michael Myers Halloween movie. So go out this weekend, grab some friends, and go watch the new Halloween. I don't think you'll regret it. If you go in thinking it's just a regular horror movie and not something to do specifically with Halloween, it's a very good horror movie, or suspense, or thriller, or whatever you want to call it. If you try to compare it to the original, it's not going to stand up as nothing will ever stand up to the original Halloween in terms of horror movies or slashers or Halloween movie remakes or however one you put it. It's definitely much better than the Rob Zombie movies. It's definitely better than all the sequels, I would say. So I would definitely say go out, watch it, and enjoy. If you agree with me, comment. Send me a message. Hit me up on Twitter, whatever. If you disagree with me, well, go bugger yourself. No, I'm kidding. I still want to hear from you. Whatever you have to say on the matter, I want to hear it. I want to see if you agree with me or disagree with anything I've said. Let me know. Uh, hopefully I didn't spoil anything for you. But until next time, when I might go and do a little of the history of the Halloween movies, we will see. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but next week is Halloween. Or the week before Halloween. Something like that. So we will uh, We'll see. We'll see how things go and what I decide to do for the big day itself. Until then, enjoy the new Halloween.